you're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. So this week's episode is a little different. I am actually being interviewed on my friend Mary Allison Mitchell York's podcast. It is called Work It Girl. And her podcast is focused on interviewing badass professional women and also focused on personal development, like Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. So we felt like it was a great opportunity to cross over. And she is interviewing me about my philosophy on living an aligned lifestyle. So aligning with your truth and your purpose. And she had the brilliant idea of including journal prompts or like a little exercise exercise to pair with this episode that's so that you guys who are listening are able to really put to work what we're talking about. So we will be including a link to this exercise as well. You'll be able to find it both in the podcast show notes and also on the link in the Instagram bio for Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. So without further ado, here is the episode with Mary Allison. Hello, Morgan. How are you? I am well. How are you, Mary Allison? Good. I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be recording with you. I feel like this is something that has been a long time coming over the course of our relationship, friendship that we've kind of had going on over the last couple of years. So this is fun. Yeah, for sure. You're, you were like the final straw to push me over the ledge of having the confidence to start my own podcast. So it's kind of beautiful full circle that we're sitting here together and having a conversation. It is, it is. Well, I love that and I love your podcast. And so for people listening who have not heard of you, this is Morgan Hamer. She is the host and creator of Manifesting with Morgan and Matt. Madeline, tell us a little bit about your podcast just for anyone listening who hasn't listened to it before. The podcast is mostly focused on everything that it takes to help you live your best life and manifest your dreams. And it's not so much like specifically dedicated episodes on manifesting. It's like all the things that come together, like personal development, psychology, science, woo-woo stuff, spirituality, all the things that tie in to help people live their best lives. And we also uh, feature interviews with people that we know that have inspiring stories to kind of share with our listeners to demonstrate that anything's possible. And to kind of give tools and inspiration. So I love it. It's it's a really great show and you're so passionate about this topic, which is what kind of brings us here today. I mean, this is something that I'm not only interested in, but it's immediately like relevant to where I'm at in my life as far as building a life that I'm happy with, that I'm feeling fulfilled and lit up by. And that's like 100% the topic and the focus of what you guys talk about on your podcast. So I'm excited to like dig into more of that today. So to get started, let's just talk about like, what does it mean to you to be living in alignment? I think it's really simple. It's just living a life that's 100% aligned with your core authentic truth or values. And it's not what society or the media says, you know, it's not what your mama says or your pastor says. It's, it's living a life that truly resonates with you and your gut. And I think we're all born with the ability, like we all start on this earth, able to kind of live authentically and, and in alignment with 
with our truth, but then as we have life experiences, sometimes they kind of make us feel unsafe or, you know, like scared to actually honor our truth and our calling. So living in alignment means just unapologetically embracing your authenticity and your truth and your values. And that sounds like something that should be easy, (laughs) right? Like it sounds like it should be easy to just When someone asks you, oh, what are your values or what are you passionate about or, you know, what lights you up? The questions that sometimes were asked or what do you like to do for fun even? Like I know (laughs) I've commiserated with people before on the question, what do you like to do for fun and how like that can just be a scary question to answer. And it's like, how crazy is that, that we can't even look within ourselves and like express to other people just generally what we like. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Why is it so hard? I think a, it's not something that like society really like indoctrinates us with valuing, you know, we aren't taught that like, it's really important to know what you love and what lights you up and, and what your purpose is. Like, that's not really something that we're taught in school, you know, and even in spiritual practices, there's only a few thought leaders I can think of that like teach that as well. So it's kind of something that you discover once you feel really uncomfortable with your life, not as much like something that we're taught to explore from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it makes it challenging because as we get older, get into adulthood, it's like the things that are valued in society is what do you do? Like, what is your, what do you do for work? How do you contribute to society? And it's not necessarily highlighted like what makes you happy? Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. that many people like ask that question when you become an adult. Yeah. And it's very sad. <laughs> it is. It is sad. It is sad. Cause we get away from that like slowly over time. Like we get away from just what we like. Like as children, it's easy to just be right. Like be who you are, enjoy what you enjoy, whether it be painting or sports or theater, like yeah. all of these things that like we're kind of given permission as kids to do. And then as you get older, it's like, okay, like that's childish. That's not what's important. Like, let's get into the real stuff, which is like, what do you do for work? How much money do you make? (laughs) What neighborhood do you live in? What kind of car do you drive? Like stuff that doesn't actually bring us joy at the end of the day. You know, you mentioned identifying like our values and our true self and things that sound like they should be easy, but are not. How can we begin to identify what our true values are and and what the qualities within ourselves are that make us uniquely us or, or that that make up our true selves? Yeah, so this is, this is what I love. Action steps and like breaking things down so that it's approachable, you know? Because mm-hmm. it is, you're right, it's kind of like intimidating when people ask you like, what are your values? What do you do for fun? You're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, like I like my dogs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which is okay. It's pretty simple when you break it down. Pay attention to the things that light you up. Pay attention to what you pay attention to. What social media accounts do you follow that excite or inspire you? Uh, What books or podcasts are you consuming? What do you spend your money on? What do you do for fun? What are you doing when you feel your happiness? What do you daydream about? What do you research or regularly have conversations with your friends about? What are qualities in others that you find that you're envious of? Like that's that's something that came to me when I was thinking about our conversation. Like if you feel jealous of someone, like that might be something that you're denying in yourself that you really 
want and it is a value of yours, you know? So yeah, just kind of start to ask yourself these questions. Where are you focused? What are you paying attention to? And then set some time aside a few days to a week where you start to take note of the, the things that are lighting you up and the things that you're focusing on and the things you're thinking about. And then also another thing is to think about your child self and like envision as, as many times as you can during this time frame that you give yourself to like start paying attention to your values. Think about what, what did little Mary Allison do when she was little, when she was free and didn't have these limiting beliefs, you know, and the trauma and programming and whatnot, you know, uh, that one really excites me. Cause when I really start to think about little Morgan, it's like, oh my gosh, like it makes so much sense now why I am the way I am, you know, like I was like choreographing dances for the neighborhood, uh, the old people in the neighborhood, I get all the kids together and we play dress up and put on these shows. And it's like, I wanted to be on the stage and like I wanted to be a leader and a performer and unfortunately like life kind of scared me out of that for a little while so here I am trying to get back you know doing Mm -hmm. podcasts and I digress after you have kind of started to make a list of the stuff that lights you up that excites you that like resonates with your core then try to narrow them down into like three to five main themes so these themes that you identify these recurring themes that are in the stuff that lights you up that's your values that's your truth and once you do have this identified then it's good to kind of sit and think about and double check and make sure that these values aren't ego or what you think think you're supposed to be like make sure that like you're not putting these things on your list of values because it's it's something that's going to validate you like really like start to like think does this resonate with my soul is this really a true core desire or is it something that was put on me and I just I think it's important to just be quiet and and try to listen to your inner voice and and like think like once you have the core values identified really meditate on it think on it stew on it and 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 see like how does this really feel in my body does this light me up when I think about this subject does that make sense it does yeah and that's that's actionable which is great and it's something that you can start doing right now it's free (laughs) and it's free nothing's free except for this podcast (laughs) and the advice that Morgan's giving you and I think what's like interesting like one of the first things that you mentioned was like social media accounts that you follow and I feel like we can kind of like demonize social media a lot right now and just that it plays into a lot of negative things in our lives and society but there's also some value to be found there that if you're seeing a theme in the accounts that you're following that make you feel good not the ones that make you feel crappy or not the ones you're comparing yourself to or et cetera, et cetera, but the ones that you actually are genuinely interested in, right? Is it nature photography? You tend to follow a lot of accounts about nature photography. Is it (laughs) fashion? You tend to follow a lot of accounts about fashion. Is it parenting? Do you tend to follow a lot of moms who are giving tricks on how to make better meals for your kids? Like whatever it may be, like are those the types of things that we're looking for? Yeah, exactly. It can be subtle sometimes. I think some people just follow random stuff like mindlessly or or like they're just following their friends. And for me, like I've transformed what was a disempowering thing, which is like social media, Instagram to make me that which was making me feel bad about myself. And I've turned it into almost like a vision board where I'm very mindful about what I follow and Mm -hmm. I use it to inspire me. Or sometimes it's entertainment. Like I follow stupid meme pages and stuff like that. 
but like for the most part, whatever I follow is mindful because if I'm going to sit and scroll, I don't want to be killing my brain and my like motivation. I want to use it as a tool to help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely space and And you should give yourself permission to like sometimes just consume for pure entertainment. I think there is space for that in the world. But when you're using these tools of consumption, like social media, like television, to like numb out, I think that's where it becomes problematic. And I know I can be guilty of that. Yes. Right? If you're spending four to five hours a day on Instagram, (laughs) like it's probably not all valuable time spent. Exactly. Yeah. So I think one way to kind of curb that is to make it more intentional if you're going to use it. I agree. I think that's good advice. And, you know, like I said, we tend to to villainize social media, but there's a lot of good. Yeah. We have a lot of, we're surrounded by a lot of resources more so than, you know, any other time or any other generation. And it's just a matter of like what we do with those resources. Exactly. And not everyone is on this same journey and wanting to feel more aligned in their lives, wanting to feel more fulfilled. Like hopefully everyone does and can, but like, that's just not the reality. Yeah. And the thing that you have to be cautious of is whether you like it or not, you're always manifesting. And so what you consume, like what, what is going on internally is what's manifesting in your life externally, whether you're intentionally doing it or not. So why not get in the driver's seat a little bit and start to learn like, okay, if I'm always manifesting, how do I pivot and manifest what I actually want? Absolutely. I love that advice. I feel like the concept of quote unquote finding your passion or finding your calling seems a little bit intense. And I think sometimes people tend to shy away from that. Oh, that seems a little bit lofty or that seems like a little crazy. Find your passion, right? Or a little (laughs) bit too fluffy. But I mean, that's really at the end of the day, kind of what we're talking about. How are we able to view these concepts of finding your passion or identifying your purpose or like your true self as tools that are kind of ever changing for us to really like implement into our lives instead of like a final destination that we're seeking. I think it's a funny question in a way because I feel like it would be way more intense and heavy to live a life without clarity and sense of a sense of purpose. So for me, it's why would you not want to do that? You know, but I believe that living a purpose filled life, living in alignment, living according to your values is the true foundation for happiness and freedom. And I think it's our true purpose in life, we're put here to just honor our authenticity and our truth and our values. Each of us has something very unique. We're, we're born into this earth with very unique interests and values. And right there is where our purpose lies. And really our only job is to just honor it, you know? And like, if you look at any great leader, any, any great successful public figure, Every single one of them says being true to themselves is what got them to where they were. Every single one of them. I've never had a person that I admire and I like aspire to be like that did not say that or have like 15 quotes of them saying some version of that. So I think in order to manifest your desires or attract them, you have to be in alignment with them. You and your core have to align with the things that you want that you don't have. And in order to align with the things that you desire, you have to be tuned to that frequency. Everything is energy. 
like this is a little bit woo woo. It's also quantum physics, which I don't know a lot about. I know enough about. But anyway, so like to tune your frequency to something that you want that you don't have, you have to fill yourself with self-love. Your self-love is your frequency, your dial, your energetic dial. So if something If there's something that you want that you don't have, then your main job is just to kind of tune your energetic dial to meet that. And that's through self-love and self-trust. And the way to build self-love is to get to know what your values are and to start integrating them and embracing them. And then self-trust, which is paired with that, is beginning to trust yourself that when an opportunity arises, you're going to always choose you. You're always going to honor your values. And those things kind of go in tandem. It's like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. But if you can lean into those, then all of a sudden you're manifesting things that you never thought were possible. I mean, that's that's it right there. Self-love is what it all comes down to. And that is also a concept that's not as easy as it should be. Yes. And, you know, that's why I just... I try to make it as simple as possible. I know like there's no one size fits all solution. It is kind of heavy and intimidating, but when you look at it objectively and break it down, self-love, that sounds like kind of contrary to what the, especially like Southern woman narrative or like the Christian church is like, we're supposed to be like selfless and whatever. But the thing is the big like aha moment is you can't serve others if you don't fill your cup full first. And that's where self-love is really important. You're the only person that you're going to have in this journey. You're married, you know, but things can change. You know, I'm not being glum or whatever, you know, but it's, it's the reality. Like you are the only person you have. So that is the most important relationship you have. And if you can't love yourself, what do you have to give? And it's just, it's paramount. And whatever it takes for you to be able to make that palatable, the notion of self-love, like what wherever the entry point is that resonates with you, go. Because that is going to be the path to living a better, happier, more fulfilled life. I have several thoughts about <laughs> what you just said. So I'm going to I'm going to start with one. So you mentioned that I'm married. Yes. And one thing that you said to me in a previous conversation that we had, I was sharing with you about something that I was, you know, wanting for my husband, like a way a, a way that I was wanting him to feel and and how there were some challenges he was facing that I was wanting him to overcome around his own career. And it was basically me saying, "Well, if he just did this this and this, like I'm telling him to do, I feel like he'd just be so much happier." And All I truly want for him is to be happy. And you said, well, my advice would be to focus on yourself first and what you can control. And are you in your happiest self? Are you taking action on your own life before you're telling him what action to take on his life? But I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And that ties into, you know, some codependency stuff, which you've talked a lot about on your podcast, where it's really easy to project your own feelings onto someone else and expect someone else to take action in the way that you want them to. And it's easier to do that than it is to look inside yourself and take action on your own shit. Yeah. Which is another totally separate but related (laughs) topic, right? Like someone who's secure in themselves and loves themselves and feels like they're on their right path can be confident and comfortable in supporting the people around them when that support is asked for and needed, but not feeling like my self-worth is tied into whether or not my husband is happy. Yes. 
And I think you're 100% correct. Like, A, you can't manifest for other people, you know, like you are your point of attraction and you're not, you can't do it for anyone else. And B, you being true to yourself and honoring your callings and leading by example is really like the only way you're going to change anyone's mind. You can yell at someone and you can love them and have the best intentions, but until it clicks with them, they're not going to hear you. It's going to fall on deaf ears. So why not just focus on the things that you can control, build your best life, and then watch and see what happens. Like I've, I've seen so many miracles, small to large scale, capital M, all caps miracles, you know, from just doing things for myself that maybe the people around me were observing me making changes. And then I was starting to get momentum. And the next thing I know, they're they're starting to do the same. And it's like beautiful, subtle, building a better world that's like completely unintentional on my behalf. And then I look around, I'm like, holy crap, I'm making a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. That's fundamental, critical way to make change in others is through doing it in yourself. Yeah, and I think that that ties into like my second thought a couple minutes ago, which you said, and this is a common saying that I think we hear a lot, is you can't serve others or you can't lift other people up if you're not filling your own cup first, right? If you're not loving yourself first, if you're not taking care of yourself first, you can't effectively serve other people And I think sometimes that concept of like serving other people in and of itself is a little bit challenging because what you just described is unintentional service to other people, inspiration to other people that you might not even realize, or just generally like lifting the vibration, if you will, of the people (laughs) around you. Like that's unintentional, but that's still important work. It's still serving other people in a way that like you might not even realize versus sometimes we think of serving other people as you know how am I actively giving back or actively participating in the life of someone else or charity work or whatnot that isn't necessarily always what it's about like those are important things too but can you dive a little bit more into why sometimes this selfish and I mean that in a good way work (laughs) is also very selfless I think one of the things that you find, especially if you want to get into the manifesting and like living your best life and all that stuff, you'll start to learn the ropes and honoring your truth and your values. And you'll start to like learn how to peel back the layers and identify the limiting beliefs that stand between you and doing that. And all of a sudden you're starting to manifest some cool things. And maybe it starts with material things like a new car or a promotion or a relationship. Those are common things people want. Jobs homes, relationships, and you get it. And then you start to get a little bit of momentum. And and in this process of learning how to honor your truth unapologetically, you're like unblocking some of the stuff that stood in your way for you to be able to do that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're getting the things, you're manifesting the things, you're leveling up, your vibration is clearly tuning to a higher frequency. And, and then one day you realize, oh my gosh, the blessing isn't the stuff. It's the person that I'm becoming to manifest the stuff. And then the next level from that is when you really put it all together that when I am aligned with my purpose, when I'm honoring my truth, I am getting blessed 
you know, because my life is more fulfilled <laughs> when I'm doing that. But also I'm inspiring others to do the same. And I believe there's a divine purpose to me and my needs and my values and interests and everything, like I said. So when I start to honor those, like the blessings flow and I become a vessel for more blessings to flow to me and through me to the world. That's far in the distance. Like you don't have to think about that. If you're just like, I'm unsatisfied with my life and I'm ready to do something different. I'm just telling you in the future, I guarantee if you stay true to your personal development journey or whatever you want to call it, the end result is going to be you will find that the blessing is not in what you get it's what you get to give it's it's a lot and like you said that's you know version 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever yeah, and you don't have to worry about that I'm just like it's like a what is it called like a preview to the movie yes. kind of yeah yes so with that let's get back to the basics because we've we're really we're diving in here we're we're getting in deep but like we said we want to keep this actionable I want to ask kind of a, a funny question. What counts as a value? Like <laughs> when you're when you're taking a step back and you're taking inventory of your life, like you described earlier, and and kind of the first step to to starting this journey. What counts as a value? Are values ideas? Are they physical things? Are they goals, beliefs? How do we define a value? I love that question because I remember the first life coach I had and they like asked me what my values were and like one of the first exercises and I'm like <laughs> Googling like what does the word value mean? <laughs> like we know, but yeah, we really know. Exactly. Yeah. I think in this case, in this realm or this conversation, it's kind of vague. Values can be feelings freedom or empowerment or confidence or they can be more like concepts or like actions or activities so for example personal development or stability or learning creativity luxury adventure like I don't even know what you call those terms but like themes yeah themes concepts feelings. There's no right or wrong. It's what resonates with you at the end of the day. So for me, like the way that I kind of dial it in is I, I go through a certain amount of time, like a week usually. And, and I do this, I spot check every six months or a year because your values and are going to change as you grow and evolve. And it's a never ending process. And it's, it's fun once you start to learn the ropes. It's like, oh, I want to see like, you know, how, how have things changed a little bit since I've leveled up? And so I, I just kind of have this list of stuff as it comes along that lights me up. And then I see like, how can I compartmentalize these things? And so I'll give you the example for my four core values is creativity and design, personal development, manifesting, time, money, freedom, which includes like investment and real estate and all the other stuff that I like to do. And then beauty and self-expressions. And that really does paint the picture and like sit well with my gut and excite me to think about. And then I think about little baby Morgan and what she did. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, all this stuff. Like I was counting piggy banks and counting money. Like when I was a little kid for fun, like I loved counting money. No wonder time, money, freedom is one of my values as an adult. So really just pinpointing those things because 
because really you're just using those as a filter moving forward in life to filter out. Does this align with my values or does this not? That's the whole purpose. Like there's no right or wrong. You're not going to pass or fail this assignment. You know, it's just for you. Yeah. Even just that like idea of this isn't a pass or fail exercise is hard for a lot of people. (laughs) We're so used to that external validation that it's like, wait, is this right? Is this my value? Like, can someone tell me this is right? Yeah. It's like, you got to tell yourself it's right. Yes. That's hard. That's hard enough. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're not taught to listen to our gut or see like what our body is telling us. Like Mm -hmm. we're taught, oh, if you have a headache or you can't sleep at night, here, take a pill. It's not like look under the hood and see like, why am I anxious all the time? Why can't I ever sleep? You know? Mm -hmm. So give yourself grace, you know, if you don't know how to hear your gut or be quiet and present because it's not something that we're taught. Yeah. And it's funny, my word for this year, I've the last few years tried to kind of assign a word that would be like the overarching theme of of the year for me. And my word this year was alignment. Oh, I love it. But I don't have the tools to make that happen because I haven't done this work that we're talking about. Yes. So that's important. But you attracted these conversations because you set that intention. Do you see that? Yeah, now I do. Yeah. Now that we're having this conversation, I do. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty. That's manifesting. That's a perfect example. My word for this year was worth because last year, unfortunately, I really abandoned my worth and was doing a lot of low self-worth things, denying my truth that got me into like a really bad rock bottom, you know? And so once I realized that and had to set my intention for this 2022 worth was the thing and then all of a sudden I'm getting all these hard lessons that are gonna that have kind of forced me to have to step up in my worth you know Mm -hmm. like it's like as soon as I had found that word is my intention all of a sudden all these things are like happening where I'm getting praise and I'm like having like all these big wins and breakthroughs and it's making me feel uncomfortable and it's like oh here's an opportunity to step into my worth thank you universe yeah Yeah, those challenges come and The subtle reminders, I think, are important, too. As far as, like, values and and when you do take the time and identify those things for you personally, for yourselves, anyone listening, you know, me sitting here starting this journey with all of you, how can we start to implement those values into our lives more? This is another, like, very palatable action step, part one. Part two, not so much. Part one is once again, observe your average week, like your patterns and your habits. Like what does an average week look like for you? And then once you're aware of of your core values, your authentic truth, whatever you want to call it, then start to see parts of your life, behaviors, activities, like from a large scale to a small scale that you can delegate or remove or replace with things that do align with your core values and then also look at small ways from like a daily to like a big scale like long-term vision how can I integrate more of my values on a daily basis and then also in these bigger overarching goals and dreams and plans. So for example, for me, beauty, personal expression, like there's a lot of things that fall under that category and that's just what I'm labeling it because it makes the most sense. But like last year, there was a lot of days where I wasn't putting makeup on and I wasn't wearing high heels and stuff like that's what lights me up. It makes me feel good. And I don't care, you know, I loved Barbie since the day I was born, you know? And so how do I integrate that like easily in a like busy week routine? I just make sure that I have 
a good 20, 30 minutes to like really enjoy putting makeup on. And usually I'll pair that with a podcast so I can kill two birds with one stone, you know, and do the personal development and the beauty and self-expression. It's it's not that hard. And I think once you set an intention, all of a sudden time will kind of magically appear. But if you really want something enough, you'll find a way to make it happen. I love that advice. Is that part one? Part one. Okay, that's the easy stuff. Yes. <laughs> part two. Part a little, two. A little tougher. This is where the magic happens though. <laughs> you're going to start to notice like once you realize your like core values there's going to be some that are hard to embrace and integrate there's going to be some that kind of like you know it's what lights you up but you just can't quite give yourself permission to integrate it or embrace it so that is often tied to some kind of experience in your life where you had some kind of shame for that particular value or you are taught that isn't acceptable or you're going to be rejected if you embrace that. Like, for example, I, I'm still working through my shame of beauty and self-expression because because I attach that to being an attention whore because it's been like programmed into me my whole life. It's bad to be an attention whore. And it's like, but... I like attention, you know, like like, when I, like, like I, looking a certain way or dressing a certain way. That's attention seeking behavior. Exactly. You should be ashamed of that. Exactly. And it's like, no, man, like this is who I am. I look back at my childhood once again and it's like Barbie, you know, and whatever. Who cares? Like there are going to be instances where people are off put by my expression and my style and whatnot. But people who are, are meant for me, the people who are my people aren't going to give a flying F about it you know you have to like start to pay attention to where you are kind of like triggered or uncomfortable with embracing your values and then start to ask yourself like what is the root of this like who taught me that this is not okay it can be society it could be media it could be your mama it could be some messed up thing that happened when you were a little like big or small like a kid makes fun of you on the playground or something huge you like get embarrassed in an assembly in front of a whole school which has happened to me and you know like eventually like you learn to give yourself grace too because once you start to like trace back like some of the reasons that you're not able to integrate your truth and your values it's like oh my gosh no one you know like you you identify these like really painful moments or these like weird things that happen and it's like oh I can forgive myself for kind of not being true to myself because this thing happened and no wonder I can give an example if you'd like yeah please <laughs> I have an example as well that I'm I might share okay when I was little like I was the first grandchild on both sides and my parents first kid so I had six adults that like I was the center of their universe and so they like would praise me for being cute and they would encourage me to be on the stage but then on the other hand they they would like make fun of me and be like oh Morgan look at her she's so cute and confident but she has no rhythm and can't sing and blah 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 and I'm praised to be my authentic self but then also embarrassed and shamed for it so no wonder as an adult I'm locked up when it comes to putting myself out there no wonder I have imposter syndrome you know I'm getting this like push and pull this feedback from my caretakers when I'm in this developmental time of course I'm going to be scared mm -hmm. yeah I can relate to that 
as a child in that I was very outgoing and very talkative and kind of, you know, an active kid. And on one hand, it was like a good thing to not be the bashful kid hiding behind your mom and was able to, you know, have conversations with adults that when you're like a young kid, that's something that like parents are proud of and impressed by like, oh, wow, they're so your kid is so well spoken. Your kid is so outgoing. That's so great. And then in the classroom, you get a report card that comes home that says, you know, Mary Allison is too talkative. She can't keep her mouth shut in class. She needs to sit still and <laughs> stop being so chatty. You know, she needs to stop socializing during class, all this stuff. And then you get home and your parents are telling you, you know, you can't be a social butterfly at school. You have to sit still. You have to be quiet. Like, and then in my little brain, I was like, well, on one, on one hand, it's a good thing. And then on the other hand, I'm like feeling kind of shame for it almost and then as an adult then again you're praised for being outgoing and good at networking and talking to people and all of these things it's just it's it's funny how like those little subtle experiences that everyone has in their life kind of imprints on you yeah and it can be really small things you know like a lot of people are like well my childhood was perfect and none of us go through this world unscathed you know no one so you just have to be willing to get honest with yourself and that's that's the hard and the scary part being honest and being willing to go and look back in the past to see because once you can see the root of these blocks that stand between you and your authentic truth then you can start to heal the limiting beliefs. And the next time that you're given an opportunity to express yourself and integrate this authentic value, then you can do it, you know? Because you're like, okay, I realize I have shame about beauty and glamour and being seen. So how can I start to take baby steps to prove to my subconscious mind, you know, that it is safe for me? Like I said, I started doing the podcast and posting more on social media. And yeah, there has been a little bit of backlash, but the positive stuff is like 99%. I think it's important to take baby steps though. You know, don't throw yourself out there in something that's like going to be extremely uncomfortable. Just start to look at once again, how can I integrate this into my daily life? Yeah. You're dipping your toe in almost just like testing out the waters. Yes. And I think it's also important for us to touch on why we don't do this. Like what is the tendency that people have to stay stuck in these patterns of unfulfillment or unhappiness or not living in alignment with their truth? Why is it that it's so common to not do this work and to not make the efforts and take the actions to live a more fulfilled life? Fear. It's that simple. I'm sure you can think of something that you really, truly want to do. I mean, it all just comes back to fear. And to get a little deeper, the reason I keep talking about childhood is because, unfortunately, when we are children, our our brains are more malleable. And that's when our ability to, like, relate with people, our whole way of seeing the world is formed from age zero to seven or eight. And our brains are literally, like, sponges taking in everything that they observe. So the reason we go back to childhood to see like where whatever happened that's like interfering with us living our best life, that's because like our brains are literally unable to discern, is this real? Is this false? So even if you're witnessing somebody else getting shamed for something, it's not directly happening to you. Your neural pathways in your brain are going to wire in such a way that 
forevermore, unless you revisit this and start to reprogram it, your reaction is going to be to avoid doing this certain thing so that you don't get shamed. It's easier said than done to trace the root and reprogram, but it's possible. And isn't that so exciting? You know, like we're not forced to be a slave to our past, you know, like there's hope that we can course correct. Yeah, I think from from childhood, like you said, even people who had a, a perfect upbringing, you know, with a supportive family and all of the great things, which I, I fall into that category and I'm super grateful for that. But there are micro experiences or little things that everyone faces, like the feeling of not wanting to be an outsider in your little friend group on the playground, <laughs> you know, or, or the feeling of not getting invited to someone's birthday party or you want to play soccer, but all your other friends are going to do theater, like whatever it may be, like those little things that kind of tie into like the societal programming as an adult, like yeah. you don't want to be seen as doing something outside of the norm. Yeah, because you're afraid of being left out, you mm -hmm. know, and once you can pinpoint the stuff that you want, that fear is really the only thing that stands between you and having it, you can start to figure out steps to overcome that fear. I think right now for me, like my, the fears that I'm facing in the immediate present are like fear of being judged by other people because I'm doing something different. Fear of letting people down because I don't want to make a pivot or make a change in my life because people are expecting me to do a certain thing or act a certain way. And then I think the big one that everyone faces as they become an adult is financial fear yeah. A lot of life changes tend to, in my opinion, and, and you tell me what you think about this, tend to fall around like career or the decision of, you know, what you're doing in your life as far as like your kind of main thing. And a lot of that for most people, that is your career. And that ties directly to money and your income. Why we work is to make money to do all of these other things. And there's a lot of fear around like financial instability when you're making a change of any sort. But you know, when most people are spending eight to 10 hours a day on their career, like that's, that's the big one. And if you're living out of alignment, eight to 10 hours a day of your life, plus that's a big problem, but it's also super scary to give up that financial security as well. I just live that, you know, and like, <laughs> like selling out so hard, like really, really denying my truth. And then I paid a high cost. I was having health problems. Like a lot of things on my outside world were just going down the toilet. Eventually I realized I kept getting raises and better titles and blah, blah, blah. And it was like one day I realized if I'm dead because I had a heart attack at age 35, like what good is a pay raise going to do? You know, one of the most beautiful, most powerful ways to up your ability to manifest is when you do build up the courage to trust. I'm just going to have to take a leap of faith and, and course correct a little bit to start to embody my value and live my best life. I'm willing to take a risk and do whatever it takes. I'm going to trust that it's going to be worth it. That's when the like biggest breakthroughs and wins happen every freaking time. Have you ever experienced that? Like, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's important to keep track of those things. Like the times that you have had a big win or a big breakthrough because you did honor your truth. You can carry that in the future and remind yourself when you get in another position where you have to like make that a big decision, honor my truth or not, you'll be like, Oh, I did it this time and it was fine. So yeah, that's another tool that, to put in your tool belt. I think that's 
that's super important. But that's where that self-love and that self-trust that you described comes in. Maybe don't throw caution to the wind today because of this conversation and sell all your assets and, you know, <laughs> go try to open a surf camp or whatever if you don't trust yourself to be able to to make that happen. Yeah. Is, that, is that good advice? Yes. I think you're going to incrementally turn that dial, that self-love, self-worth, self-trust dial. And the farther from your truth that you are in your current place, the more work you're going to have to do to turn that dial to get from where you are to where you really truly desire being. And one way to fast track that is to find joy in the process. That's really like abstract, but anyway. <laughs> no, I think I think that's really good advice. I, that really ties back to the example that you said about one of your values being beauty and glamour what 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 was the, what was the one you said beauty self-expression beauty yeah. and self-expression and you said you just give yourself 20 minutes to 30 minutes a day to make sure you're doing something that aligns with that yeah I mean those are the little things that you can sprinkle through your day that bring you joy yes and then that gives you a little bit more permission to do some other things that are in alignment with you and then next thing you know you're you know starting your own business like yep. it, it's that it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, everything compounds like you create momentum and it's not like I give myself 30 minutes here to do this and 30 minutes there to do that so it equals an hour. It's like the snowball compounding thing. You're building worth, trust, confidence, whatever, and then next thing you know, you look around and your life is completely different for the better. And that's what I want for everybody. I know. <laughs> me too. Me too. And that's that's why I feel like I'm in this space right now to like commit to what we're talking about right now and, and start this journey myself that I've been thinking about and mulling over for a while. Yes. But not feeling like I had like the tools or the confidence to, to do it. Well, clarity, I think, I think that's as important as anything clarity on like what you want to do next. Cause you can't really go anywhere if you don't have some clarity, you know, Yes. Unfortunately, sometimes clarity comes from life happening in a bad way. And it's like, okay, I know exactly what I don't want. And sometimes it comes from just like being backed into a corner and being like, fine, I will honor my callings. Dang it. And that's why I started this podcast. Like that's why Work a Girl was created was because I saw myself admiring women around me who seemed like they were living in alignment or seemed like they knew what their calling was or what their purpose was. And they were, they were actionably living in that way. And I was like, I need to talk to those people. (laughs) (laughs) Like for me, it was like, what can I do to more intentionally connect with these women that I'm admiring on Instagram or, you know, in the business community or whatever it may be. And so that's why I started Work a Girl. And to me, that was like one little step towards this self-exploration yeah, like it's through other people, which seems seems counterintuitive, but like that's to me inspiration. Like seeing what you love to do, that may not be what I love to do, but it lights me up and inspires me to be like, if she can do it, so can I. Yes, I mean that right there is 
is huge. And that's how I started my podcast because I saw you doing it and you have a busy schedule and all this stuff. And I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. Yes. Yes. And, and another example of that is another woman who I encouraged to start her podcast. She, she wanted to do it. She was already doing it. She's light years ahead of me as far as career goes and life goes. She's incredible. Her name's Colleen Odegaard. She has a great podcast, Wake Up to Your Life. I've had her on as a guest before. She's on like episode 90 of her podcast and she was on Work a Girl maybe a year and a half ago and she was so scared. We were talking after and she was like, I'm so scared to release this podcast. Like it's going to be terrible. I don't know how to do it. And I was like, wait, you're like a news anchor. Like you literally interview people for a living and you're so good at it. And she did it. She started her podcast. She's killing it. Like I said, she's on like episode 90. She's amazing. She announced a few weeks ago um, or a couple months ago now that she was doing like a a live in-person podcast event. My second thought was, that is so cool. I'm going to go to that. Can't wait to see it. So proud of her. But my first thought, and I'm really embarrassed to admit this, was jealousy. I was so jealous. And and that's my split second initial reaction was, why does she get to do that? Like, that's something I've wanted to do. (laughs) You know? I love that. I love it. And I was like, (laughs) embarrassed that, that that's how I felt because I love her. I respect her. She has worked her ass off to build this life that she's living for herself. And I like had the audacity to feel jealous of that. But then it reminded me, well, you're not, you know, I wasn't recording podcast episodes at that time. I hadn't been releasing podcast episodes for almost a year. It was something that I miss doing. And, and that's why I was like, oh, well, if I'm jealous of that, maybe that's something I want to be doing and something that I loved doing for two years. And then I got away from it for whatever reason, a number of reasons. And it kind of sparked me to be like, yo, snap out of it. Don't be jealous of someone else. Like, don't look at someone else and say, why do they get to do that? Why are they following their dreams? Step out and do it yourself. Brene Brown said in one of her TED Talks, I mean, it's probably been a decade since I heard this, but it's like one of those like game changing one liners where she's like, don't be jealous, be inspired. Whoa, you know, like talk about changing the energetics from something negative to positive. But then also back to trying to find your core values, like look at what are you jealous of in other people? Because that's probably something you're denying in yourself that you really freaking want. Yeah. Jealousy is a a negative, has a negative connotation or is maybe a, a negative feeling. But like you said, how can we switch that to something positive and something for growth in ourselves. Also, I was going to talk about this at some point, but another thing that's important is when you're trying to integrate your values is to study others who are doing that and like follow them on social media, listen to their podcasts, read their books, watch their TV shows. It can even be fictional characters, you know, just people who are embodying what you want, whether it's like career, lifestyle, whatever. And they don't have to be like the full picture of what you want your life to look like. For example, I don't ever want to have kids, but there are some moms that are badass women that I aspire to be like. So I just study how do they show up in their worth in this certain way that I want to integrate more of in my life. And so Colleen sounds like a perfect candidate for you to start to expand your mind to see that like, hey, this is possible. Literally your mirror neurons in your brain are going to see what she's doing and that's going to make it easier for your brain to allow you to have 90 podcast episodes and a huge following and all this. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. 
And and anything that Brene Brown co-signs on, like I can co-sign on it too. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything that comes out of that lady's mouth is just fire. Is fire. <laughs> yes, it's so true. And yeah. and I think that's that's great advice. Shift that mindset to why are you feeling jealous of somebody else? How can you channel that instead to look inside of yourself and make a positive change? hundred percent. I think that's great. So one thing that you and I talked about that I think will be super helpful and we, we will do this to release with this podcast episode is we're going to create like a short actionable framework around what we just talked about, a one-sheeter, call it a journal prompt or whatever. You will. <laughs> so you can kind of remember what Morgan just shared what the conversation that Morgan and I just had, the actionable items that she shared with us. And I think that'll be really helpful because listening to a podcast and actually turning it into action can be a little bit difficult when you walk away from it feeling inspired and then, you know, open up a page of your journal to start doing this. It can be a little scary. So I'm going to make the commitment to work with Morgan to create something that will be helpful for anyone listening who wants to start on this journey along with me to make it a little bit easier. Oh, of course. That would be be helpful. Is there anything that we missed or anything else that you think is important to, to cover in this topic before we wrap things up? There's a couple things I wanted to note. I think it's just really important to understand that the farther that you stray from your truth and your values, the more miserable you're going to be. And then that misery is your point of attraction. So it's going to start compounding. That sounds like, you know, doom and gloom, but it's it's reality. So once again, you know, it's your choice. If you're always manifesting, do you want to be in control of it or not? You know, sometimes we get into these like rock bottom places or these like ruts where we're just super stuck. And the way to get out of it, once again, is super simple. Just start leaning into your truth and embracing your truth. Just the final thing I wanted to say, because I think this is like incredibly empowering for me right now where I am in my life is it's not about you. It's not about me, you know, like it's not about myself, this whole process, like everything in life. It's not about me. Like living an aligned life is not just to serve me. I was given these unique interests. I was designed for a purpose. And by honoring that, like I'm, I'm going to be rewarded, but also the world is going to get what I was put on, on this earth to give. And so it's not only like self-serving it's, it's why you are here. And once you can like lean into that and that like really truly clicks with you, like your life is going to transform. It's a journey. It's not a destination. We're never going to be like all the way to our whole authentic selves. There's always going to be a new lesson to learn and a new way to express our authentic selves too. Another way it's not about me, like what people think about me. It's not about me. Like you're saying about things that hinder you from embracing your truth. You can't control what people think and their thoughts about you are a reflection of themselves and kind of none of your business. You're never going to be able to please everyone. So why not just say screw it and focus on pleasing you? Mic drop. Ah. (laughs) No, that's beautiful. It really is. And it kind of like made me feel a little teary eyed just hearing you say that because we, we get away from that and it's important. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom on this topic. It's really important. I know I have gotten a lot out of this conversation and 
I know that everyone listening has as well. So thank you, Morgan. Thank you. I'm so excited about this. It's divine timing, right? Yes, (laughs) it is. It really is. So where can everyone find you, connect with you and your work, your podcast, all of the things? So the podcast is called Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, and I put a ton of content on Instagram, manifesting underscore with underscore MM, and you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, like all the places that you can find podcasts, we're there, just search Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. And then another thing is I am about to relaunch my coaching brand so morgan underscore manifests on instagram and also morganmanifest.com you'll be able to follow some of that content and those opportunities as well i love that so yes i mean if you were inspired by this conversation with morgan follow her (laughs) connect with her hire her as your coach like every conversation i have with morgan is similar to this one. So just being around you is inspiration in and of itself. So right back at you, queen. Thank you. (laughs) This little,